What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 156. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe has reconvened to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on in the New York City transit scene, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good. How you guys feeling today? And when I want to talk local TV news, the guy I go to is my favorite director, who is also my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk New York City real estate, there's nobody I trust more than the man we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world knows him as Derek Powell. He's my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in a cipher with the cats. How you doing? It's fine. We're fine. Is, is it always good to be in a cipher with the cats? Because uh, <laughs> apparently sometimes we're not in a cipher with the cats, but that's okay, though. I, I, you did have a, a, an excused absence. Yeah, that's a perfect excuse. Thank, thank, thank you, Mark, for being understanding. You know, I don't know if the supervisor, you know, he's trying to take a little jab at me. But thank you, Mark, for understanding the, uh, the nature of the business. Appreciate you. No, no, no. I mean, it's his show business and life happens uh, outside of show business. You know, I was on the train today on the subway and, and I had a conversation earlier today. And the conversation was pretty much about what we're going through with this, this COVID uh, virus and, and the, the insanity that's, that's, you know, revolving around people who refuse to take it, uh, people who don't want to get vaccinated. And then, you know, we just started having a conversation about things and, 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 and the times. And it occurred to me, I said, you know, uh, there was a movie way back when called The Autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Y'all remember that movie? Yes. Miss Cecily Tyson was up Ce- in there. Right. Cecily Tyson, who played this woman who lived to be over 100 years old and she had lived through slavery. And, uh, you know, she survived. And there's a dramatic scene at the end of the movie where she... She, uh, you know, slowly walks up to a whites only water fountain and takes a drink, you know, in protest of, of uh, the death of a, of a family friend of a relative. And then I was watching Tombstone uh, a couple of weeks ago on, on one of the one of the cable channels, the movie Tombstone with uh, Kurt Russell, uh, Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. Right. Yeah. And and, you know, uh, thought about the character Wyatt Earp. Same deal. Wyatt Earp lived. In the late 1800s, I mean, he was in Tombstone, Arizona, I guess, in the late 1800s, the 1870s, 1880s or whatever. And he lived uh, into like the 1930s. So, you know, he grew up, I guess, you know, you're talking about a guy that, that, that lived for a long time. So I thought about life and the changes that, say, the fictional character, Miss Jane Pittman, went through and the and the real uh, life person Wyatt Earp went through. Wyatt Earp died in Hollywood. He was a Hollywood um I guess what do you, what do you call him? He was a uh, he was a consultant for for early westerns. And here's a guy who who lived in a time where, you know, travel was by horseback or maybe you know railroad uh you know wagons and and everything else and uh you know out in the west when the west wasn't really really tamed. And he survived all that to to go to Hollywood only to see the invention of the telephone and the radio and movies, which he was a consultant on. Later on, talking films, the invention of the airplane. I thought about the fictional character, Miss Jane Pittman, who who lived from slavery into the 19, I guess at the end of the movie, I'm guessing it was like in the 50s or whatever. Uh, but lived through all of those things I, I just mentioned, the uh, the invention of the telephone, the invention of the airplane, uh, radio, movies, um, going from 
horse and buggies to 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 cars and 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 planes. And then I started thinking about us, and it, and it occurred to me that in our lifetimes, given this pandemic, we have all seen some shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have seen a global pandemic. We saw people bum rush the capital of the United States. We saw a game show host get elected president. We saw the first black president. We saw a man land on the moon. Uh, we've gone from from the idea of Star Trek communicators to actually having them in our pockets now. Uh, we walk around. We saw the, the the invention of the of the home computer, and and I you know as as I'm thinking about it, I said you know, um, it's been an amazing, amazing, amazing run, and and I don't know that we really, really ever take the time, and we're living through it, and we're just getting through the day to day. But when you think about all the stuff you've seen. In our lifetimes, it's been pretty amazing. Keith? That is true. We have seen it all, man. Uh, think about it as growing up as kids from the 60s to now. We, Like you said, we've seen a global change in everything. Um, I'll give you another perf- uh, example of the weather. When we was cold, winter was winter. Summer was summer. Spring and fall was, you know, what it is. Now you can't tell the seasons. Yeah. So it shows you the, the the dramatic change from the 60s to now, how the weather has become. Yeah, I mean, global warming is a real thing. I and mean, we, I mean, yeah, exactly. Seasons have blended in. It used to be, you know, fall, this time of year to fall. You might have this thing, you know, they, they you know, racistly called Indian summer. summer. You might have a, <laughs> a few warm days in September, a few warm days in October. But generally speaking... By the end of September, the weather was starting to creep down. It went from, you know, the 70s into the 60s, you know, jacket weather. And then, you know, by, by you know, October, you know, you were pretty much all wearing jackets or hoodies. And then, you know, by November, it was it was cold. It was wintertime. I mean, um, um, but now. No, winter don't start till like January now. <laughs> if it starts. And it's really only like a couple of days in January where it snows and you go, oh, wow, wintertime. But for real, it's not It's not like it was. Yeah. I think one year we didn't have no snow and the weather was nice throughout the whole winter. Whole winter, yeah. I mean, you know, for like, you know, people that live in, 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 in temperate climes, people that listen to us that live down in Texas or live in Florida and California, we got a lot of listeners in California. They don't know nothing about four seasons, but we're 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 grown up understanding that there were four distinct separate seasons. Now it's just like one. It's hot and cold. That's it. Derek? I tell you this. Um when you when we, we think about some of the things that we see, I, I go back to when all of us took our driving uh uh exam. You had the parallel park. Now they got cars that assist you with parking. I'm like, ain't this about a bitch, man? I struggle like a mother, man. Shit. I mean, when I'm, in the, when, I'm living in the, when I'm living in the five boroughs, I'm circling the block trying to squeeze in. Man, if I'd have had, a, you know, that, that parking assist thing they got going on with a vehicle now, man, I'd be good money, man. And then I thought about something when I'm, I'm playing sports in a city. And it's just, you know, we talk about how we've seen everything and how, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about how parents have changed. I made it my business to get to the game. These kids nowadays, if somebody don't take them to the game, they don't get to the game. And I'm like, when, when did this start if you have the love of the game? 
but that's just how things are now, man. You know, um, I, I walk around and, 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 you know, we think about, you know, you know, the pandemic and I still got my mask, even though I'm vaccinated when I'm outside. And if somebody still cough, I still get a, a, a little jump. You know, I still jump like, yo, what's you? You are right over there, money, you know, because uh, I'm not feeling what you're doing, man. But um, we have seen it um, a lot. It's scary. You can now get movies in your crib before you, you know, you actually, you know, it, it ain't even get out of the movie theater yet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And y'all know how I felt about that popcorn and, sun, uh, and soda. So y'all know that's right. <laughs> I guess they heard me talking when they said we're going to bring movies to the crib. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, you know, uh, we were talking about it a couple of weeks talking about about you know Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. but really anything I I mean, but it wasn't just Saturday mornings. It was prime time. Your your prime time lineup. I remember I remember back in the eighties when Thursday nights was NBC. You know you watched all the you know you watch <laughs> you watched the Rapist Show. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. He beat that case. He beat that case. He home. <laughs> then you watch a different world, and you know and you know I mean it was a whole bunch uh, living single. It was like you know that night was blocked, and so, uh, you know go. Going back further, hang on. Go back further. In the seventies, Tuesday nights, you know, it was happy days. Welcome back. So right. your nights were blocked. But now, whatever you want to watch, when you want to watch it, is when you watch it. You don't have to, you know. I mean, I, I, I videotape sixty minutes. If I miss it, I just I can watch it right now. So there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no, you know, uh, obligation. There's no loyalty to any kind of program, any kind of time. That's different. Yeah, what were you going to say? There. Well, I was going to ask because when you talk, do they still do the full lineup? Because I don't recall yes. seeing like what's the new shows are going to be. Did it, do they still yeah. do that? Yeah, they do. They still do it. It's called the upfronts, but there's not as okay. big of a bigger fanfare. I mean, it's more of a, a dog and pony show for the local stations, I don't know for, local, for the networks. But okay. When we were kids and you would have those uh, shows, they tell you about the shows, they don't do that anymore, but they'll have like, and it's usually a drops on a morning show and they'll say, Hey, listen, this year we got this coming out. And rarely, I don't think, I can't think of the last time it's been broadcast. It's usually just broadcast since it was called in-house. Like if you're at a, at a, at a ABC, CBS, NBC station in that building where you are, you'll see the, what's called the upfront and they'll go, Hey, we got this show coming up, but as far as putting out to the public anymore, they don't because two things, first and foremost, the public doesn't care. And why put out something that you may not, actually have to wind up doing. I mean, if, if nobody knows it's coming, then nobody's disappointed when it doesn't get there. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, uh, uh, it, it is, it's a change in, in, in culture. I mean, you know, uh, we all have kids of a certain age, you know, within, within a, you know, few years of each other. I mean, they, you know, their peers in a sense, they don't go, I mean, you know, one of our sons goes is the actual DJ. He's the only one that's in the clubs because he has to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the rest of them don't go to clubs. They don't go hanging no. out. They, you know, that's, that's not I something they do. I don't, you know what? Now that they not go, I don't know if my boys have been. Like, you know, different, like, you know, don't go anymore. I don't know if they have been because they just no desire to do it. It just seems like that's like such a a dinosaur thing to them. I, mean, nephew, I don't even know any clubs. Here's a dumb question. I mean, it just shows my age. I don't even know of any clubs. Like if you say, listen, I want to go out tonight. I'm coming to New York. Let's go to a club. I, I wouldn't even begin to tell you 
where, and how? Because I have no idea what they are. No, that's true. I mean, I, I mean, but again, it's it's it's, it's Bentley a function still open? Of, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think Bentley's closed. That would be funny. But the yeah. thing, I mean, but, but the difference is, is that you're you're not going anymore. No. See, I'm talking about they don't. I mean, I, I asked your son, your oldest boy. I asked my nephew. I said, uh, you know, um, you know, how what's the club scene like? He said, man, I don't want to go and spend what what, what he tell me like ten dollars for a drink. Yeah. I I said, well, wait a second. I mean, that's like you know, it's it's like what it is. It's it's like what it cost is. You know, you paying the cost to be the boss. You know, it's, it's okay to spend spend the ten. Yeah, but I can stay home and listen to the same music. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, there's people different there, mindset. There. Different yeah, mindset. Yeah. Man. I said, there's people there. You know, you could go and ingle and meet people. He said, yeah, I can meet people on my phone. There okay. <laughs> so so that was the end of the conversation. I was like, dang man, am I, am I missing something? I was out of town speaking. I was going to say, no, okay, go ahead, Mark. Okay. No, I was saying I can meet people on the phone. It's funny because I was just out of town this weekend at a wedding, and the, the couple met, they've been together for six years, but the couple met on Tinder. So the idea of, you know, sometimes obviously you meet people at work and blah, blah, blah. But the idea of meeting somebody out, like the heat at, I was like, wow, this seems, I just can't wrap my head around that. I just have no concept of what that's like to, you know, flick through pictures and have enough. I guess whatever to call him. I have a friend of mine who's, you know, divorced and he's on these dating sites too. And it's like, wow, it just seems odd that you do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the idea of meeting people. Good. Yeah. When we were, we were, we were coming up, we, we didn't have the option of uh, computers and phones to meet people. You actually had to go out and you had to meet somebody and had the courage to, to ask them for their phone number and uh, get a, get a pen. You need a pen and a piece of paper because you had to write it down. And then you got to go and call them and and hope they mommy, daddy, or they brothers and sisters don't answer and you could get directly to them. Am, am I right? That was a lot of pressure. You're right. Right. So now these kids, they don't have to talk. They go in with their phones and I, what they call it? They, we DM you. They DM you. Is it, did I say it right? DM you? Yeah. yeah, direct message you. We had to actually have a face-to-face conversation that went and you got to think about this you know half hour 45 minutes to try to get somebody's phone number that's a lot of nonsense you're talking now you go <laughs> think about it you you you, you know y'all wasn't getting the girl's number off the first two or three records you got a rap you got to go get a soda she got to go to the bathroom she got to talk <laughs> to her friend you still looking around waiting if she gonna come back then she come back, of course, after she see there's no other options left and you are the option. <laughs> so she comes back. <laughs> and then now it kicks off. And then when it's time to get your number, your man is dancing and he got the only pin out of the five of y'all. Oh, it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no. Nah, what was worse is you wrote wrote that number on a napkin oh! that got damp. Uh-huh. And then you try to you call like four or five numbers trying to figure out whether that's an eight or a three. Yeah. Uh, Yo, you know, oh, I've been story. down that road, man. I've been down that road. Yo, a true well. story. One of my boys meet this dime, dime who lived in Co-op City. He messes up with the number, but he knows he's in Co-op City. I tell him, go ring all the bells in Co-op City. Maybe you get lucky, man. <laughs> <laughs> How in the hell you mess? He's like, yo, and listen to me. We had to stay in that spot, man. Looking, you know, trying to find this this paper that he had the number on. Man, it you talk about tears laughing at this fool, and it took <laughs> yeah, exactly it took at least half the night to bag her, and then he can't find the number. 
Oh my God. Yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad, man. You know, I give these kids credit. They don't have to go through none of the things that we went through. That's a major change if you're out there in the dating game. But, for sure. but at least we know when we when we're out there, we we're talking, we're communicating with a person. We know who they actually are. But a lot of these kids, you know, they, they're doing the phone and on the computer, and it ain't the person that they think it is. That's right. the problem there. They got a whole show dedicated to that nonsense called Catfish. I mean, you know, when, you, when you, meet, you meet somebody online, you think it's one thing and it's something totally different. I mean, yeah, there, there is, you know, think, of, think about the pressure of going to pick this person up at her house the first time. And you got to sit there and, and and if the pops is home, you know, mm-hmm. that cat's grilling you, mm-hmm. you know, you try, and, the, and the mother's grilling you, mm-hmm. then brother comes in, he grilling you, Been there. you know, yeah, you know, and the dog is grilling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will give you a true story. I, I remember I went to uh, meet uh, Terry Lewis. You remember the Lewis's, Derek, right? And I went to meet yeah, her father. Yeah, I remember Keith. I remember. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so, so I, went to, I went to meet her father. Well, that's a real story. And I shook his hand, and my hand got lost in his hand. And I knew right then that's not the girl I want to mess with. Because her father's hands were very, very big. And also, you didn't give her your real name. You told her you were Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I did do that, Derek. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's yeah, I got, why I said, got, yeah, Terry Lewis, okay. <laughs> got a question for you guys along so along the same lines as my brother's initial premise. With the exception of uh, the cell phone, strip that. What, and I have an answer on my, my own self, what has been the biggest like, wow, I can't believe we do this or have this now? I mean, I, I'll start off. My answer would have been, exception of cell phone, is the actual GPS. The fact hmm. that if if... <laughs> If the GPS just got you, like, say, I'm going to go to, I went to Maryland. I'm, I'm, the GPS just said, from my house, I'm going to get you to Maryland. If it just got me to the border, that would be incredible. It can get you within literally feet of wherever you plan on going. So that seems like almost uh, voodoo type stuff. Like, how do you, how do you know to the to the to the block to the corner? That's the thing that that the mapping at that GPS is probably the biggest. Like, wow, I can't believe. This thing does that. And I was at one point we were walking in Baltimore and there's a new feature on uh, at least the phone I had where you can like you hit some kind of thing and it shows you like like almost like virtual, like real time. Like I'm looking through the phone, but I'm seeing the stuff that I'm passing by, like, and it's telling me what it is. Like, oh, it's that's that's a mailbox, that's a garbage. I was like, what the? <laughs> it's like it's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's interesting. That's an interesting interesting question. Uh, I'm trying to think of what um, yeah, GPS is certainly something that, that you go, oh, wow, that is pretty amazing. Because, I, I mean, I, I can tell you um, from being a, a comic and being on the road for years and years and years traveling. You talk about Maryland, Mark. You know, you know, I used to drive through oh, Maryland just to, just to take a nap and then, you know, keep going where I was going. And I would be in the wilds of everywhere, eastern Kentucky, all through West Virginia, all, you know, all through Appalachia, all through the south. And I would have, I had the big Rand McNally map book in my car. (laughs) I remember that, Anthony. I remember that big map book. (laughs) Yeah. So you pull it out to the state of North Carolina and you just, you know, pull out your little, you know, pen and draw the line or write it Mm -hmm. down so you can write these routes down and you're driving and looking for signs. 
uh, trying to get here and there. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was the only way, I mean, you know, the, the only benefit was I can read a map. But outside of that, though, yeah, GPS is 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 truly amazing. I would think that the that just um, like I said, outside of the phone, but I, I think just the the idea of the computer. Yes, I the, agree with you on that. The computer, just the the home computer. I mean, because you know, growing up, um, you know, the idea of a computer was like a magic machine. We saw, I mean, we grew up watching Batman with the Bat computer. He'd ask it a question, yeah. and they would give him a card. He'd read the card <laughs> and, and solve solve whatever the problem was. You know, but it's funny because again, we watched sixties TVs and movies, and all of these inventions that we're actually taking for granted now were, were envisioned that, you know, I mentioned before Star Trek with the communicator, that's your, that's your cell phone. Yeah. Uh, you talk about the GPS, James Bond had one in the DB five and, and right. Goldfinger. Yeah. The little beep beep thing. He filed, you know, with the map and everything else, um, you know, uh, computers were certainly envisioned, you know, when, in, in all these science fiction movies where the computers would go crazy and would talk and do that stuff. I mean, we're, we're, we're not quite there yet, but Alexa is damn close. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? Gets, oh, I'm sorry, Derek. Go ahead. I was going to say for me, and um, I, and I know you guys watch spooky movies and stuff like this, is the, the CCTV cameras, the cameras, you know, that can see and go anywhere. Because if you're watching a spooky movie when we coming up, you're scared to look around the corner because you don't know what's going on. But now, <laughs> all you got to do is look in your camera. Ain't no need to go there. I'm going to get my ass kicked and you keep it moving, you know? So I would think the cameras, and you know, you guys know if, if you got the ring doorbell, this is it's mind blowing. Yeah. You ain't got to be at the crib. Nigga, get off my dough. Don't make me come out there and say you. It's incredible. I love it. I love it. And what I like is what we're doing right now. We're all in different parts. Mm. Oh, that's good. I like very that, good, very good. Yeah. All we all different places, and we all able to communicate at one time together. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, for you know, behind you know, behind the scenes or inside baseball, uh, since the pandemic, we have been recording uh, remotely. I know if you go on our, our uh, social media pages, you see us in the studio. That's how we used to do it, but uh, COVID had different plans, and so we figured out a way to kind of you know record this, and we're literally. Uh, and four different locations. And, you know, when you listen, you know, listen to the playback, you, you wouldn't know. And that is truly amazing. That is, that is, you know, again, technology has is, is, is changed the world a one great I, deal. One thing I thought would, would, I would have by this time, you know, from when I was a kid, was the idea of the flying car. Not like the Jetson flying where you're like up, but something that's almost like hover hovercraft, like, you know, maybe like... Um, Land speeder. Like yeah, but not, even that, not, but not even that. Like I'm saying, like because I sit in a lot of traffic, so I have a lot of time to wander. But like the the car that's essentially not land speeder size, you know, not like land speed like uh, in Star Wars, but where the car is, I mean, like a flying car. Like say it's a good, maybe a story off the ground at the most height, or maybe like a, a good ten, yeah, about ten fifteen feet off the ground. So. You can, you know, kind of go over stuff, but not truly like an airplane. That's why I thought you would kind of get to that stage or somebody would come up with that. I mean, heck, we got the Tesla self-driving cars. It doesn't seem that far off, but I thought we would, we would be, you know, something along those lines where kind of you can get a good, you know, a, maybe a story high at the most. Well, we're close, though, because, it, it, you know, using that same idea of, you know, not being that high, but but certainly 
off the ground. Uh, we have maglev trains, you know, that oh, yeah, are not yeah, yeah. technically touching the rails. They're actually floating on 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 uh, using magnetic power. They're you know using the, the repelling force of magnets. Um, so, in in a manner of speaking, those trains are technically floating and traveling, you know, off of their rails, uh, you know, at high speed. So we're not, you know. The future is is now. I mean, I would say like, you know, relative to where I think we'll be, let's just say go back into the last last century. Right now, in terms of our technology, we're in the 1930s of our technology. In terms of this century, we're in the 30s, yeah. um, just around you know turn of the century, and just imagine the, the difference between the you know 1930s technology and then you know uh, 40, 50 years later in, in, in the 60s and 70s, how how much the technology advanced and changed. I mean, you know, from from you know giant sized televisions to to relatively small TVs with color tubes. Um, and planes that could travel, you know, not with propeller, but you could have, you could fly from New York to London on, on, on the uh, Concorde in three hours. So I think, you know, relatively speaking, we're in the, we're in the thirties. Um, you know, at that, that, that time where we are now Wyatt Earp and Miss Jane Pittman. <laughs> That's where we are. Mm-hmm. Gosh. So yeah, I just, I just, I, again, I thought it was, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's, you know, as much as we've seen, as, as, as much as we continue to see, um, I just thought, I, you know, I was thinking about it today. I said, man, you know, we, we are literally living in times that we never could have imagined. I mean, again, I mentioned earlier in the opening, um, an insurrection, you know, on the Capitol. We watched that. Uh, I'm talking about, like I said, global pandemic. Keith mentioned uh, the fact that we are in the middle of global warming. The planet is heating up at a, at a rate. California is on fire. Um, and we don't know if we're going to have winter or not. The polar ice caps are breaking off. Sheets are falling off, you know, like uh, like dandruff, you know, like, like you, <laughs> know, um, you know, and and, and and we're living through all of this. And, and we could not have imagined uh, what we're living through. You mentioned the self-driving cars, uh, Mark, just a second ago. I mean, you know, this is stuff that that was science fiction, or or you know, the stuff that you know made for for great you know science fiction movies uh, just a few nerd. years ago, and now it's it's, it's happening in, in a way that we couldn't even anticipate. You know, it's funny because I was driving. Uh, it drives me crazy when, I, when I'm on the road and I see people texting and driving. I'm like, listen, come on, pay attention, man. Just I don't want. I want to get home safe. I want you just veering into my lane. But the weirdest thing one time, I was driving. I was in traffic on LIE, of course, and I looked down. And my first, I look over and I see this guy. You, you can almost tell now that the the texter, because he has that kind of weird angle to his head. Because nobody drives. Right. No, I was like, look at this fool. Drive. No, he wasn't texting. Drive. His car was driving. He was just on the phone, just chilling. He was. <laughs> he was sitting there. His car was driving him because he was in a Tesla, a white Tesla. Never forget, a white Tesla. And he was sitting there. Um, because I was in my, I was in the SUV, so I could, I could see. He was watching a movie on his phone while his car drove him to wherever the heck he was going. I'm wow. like, this, it just, it, it was like, holy, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, you, you are. That's the future, Mark. That's the future. Yeah. That's like that time, was that Tom Cruise movie? Um, where, where oh, the, Minority uh, Report. Minority Report, yeah. Right. That's exactly what it is. You know, where he, you know, he wants to self-drive. I, you know, yeah. Give me the wheel. You know, that that's, that's. It's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing that that we're we're 
in this time and 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 seeing these things. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, I tell young people all the time, I said, you know what? Write it all down, document it, because you're gonna have all have great stories to tell. This is going to be you're living in an amazing time. I mean, you know, America um, may not even be America in 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 you know ten years or so because of this this rush towards authoritarianism, and and you know uh, there's there's one political party that's all in on that, you know, trying to you know I don't know make this a dictatorship. So we 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 are in some really really weird weird space. Well, Anthony, uh, robots might be taking over. So might, you're right. It might not be no America where things are going. Everything is coming automated and cars and machineries and jobs are being phased out because machines are taking the place. And, you know, uh, what's the movie with Will Smith? Uh, I, robot. I, robot. I, robot. <laughs> it only takes one and it will involve... And it could change the, the way this world might be. But, but that one was the good one. that Terminator one that's more scary. Although that Ooh. timeline got messed up with Terminator and Terminator 1. But the premise is kind of crazy. I mean, like I said, this self-driving car. I mean, I yeah. some there's a thing that I do at my job with automation that I remember when I was in school. My teacher, when I was in school, my teacher was telling me, hey, one day you're going to be able to do this. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then when I got my first job, I remember my director friend telling me, yeah, there's these switches that you can do where essentially a punch of the whole show for you. You just got to program it, program it in. And that was in 19, my first job was 92. Well, I figured, well, by the time I, by the time that happens, I'll be out of the business. No, not. It's happening now. <laughs> I'm doing it now. I was like, wow, <laughs> that happened quick. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, we, we, uh, it, it's, you know, with kids, you know, we talk about them. As I said, you know, we all have kids who are in the same, um, gen of, of the same generation, and what they do, you know, what we don't realize about them, I mean, we, you know, we constantly, you know, scratching our heads about how they do what they do, but what we don't really acknowledge about them is they they've grown up with technology. Yes. You know, they this this is not new. This is what they have grown up with. And so all of these old school ideas, you know, that we have about life and and how it's evolving, this is where they are. This is why we probably don't understand some of their motivations. You know, as I said, I asked my nephew, there's no reason for him to go out. There's no reason for him to go out and try to meet somebody when he can meet anybody he wants to meet on his phone. There's no reason for my son to go. You know, I was like, you know, the other day I said, man, you know, they had a... a, a Street fair that shut down one of the streets over over here. I said, you know, it's a beautiful day. Go outside and you know, say hello to some people. Go, you know, go do your thing. Now nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, for me, I'd have been all up. I'd have been over there all day long. You know, um, but this is not who they are. I mean, I I, I told somebody other uh, not too long ago. I said, you know, I used to meet people all over the country. You mean, you know, you know it's, I'd meet somebody, you know, you'd be out and, you know, I'd be performing somewhere, I'd meet somebody, and they would live clear across the country. And, you know, you try to, you know, keep up with them for a little bit, you know, you call, you call back and forth, but I would have to wait till nine o'clock, 
Race for the race to go down. Race, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the race to go down, you know, and you know, if they lived in LA, then you know, I gotta really wait till late, you know, the calls <laughs> like midnight to call because of the three hour time difference and and you know, like I said, wait for the rates to go down, and you know, wasn't gonna call them every day because you know that, that you, there was a long, a thing called a long distance bill. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, remember that? Remember that? It was different. Yeah, we don't have a long. Ooh. These kids don't have a long distance bill. They can call. They can call ten buck two, and and Facetime all day long, and it doesn't cost them anything. Yeah, you know, they don't pay another. They don't pay a cent more than what they pay for for their for their phone plan. So that you know, again, you know, think about it now. I mean, though that. Changes the relationship dynamic. There's a show. What's it called? Ninety Day Fiance. Y'all have y'all seen that? On, I think it's on I've TMC. Heard about, yeah, I've never TLC. Seen it. Mm-hmm. And the idea is these people are meeting people clear across the world and and falling in love and having relationships with these people clear across the world, and they're able to do it for what I just described. Because yeah, you can talk to somebody. You meet them online. You can talk to them. They can live on the other side of the world and you can have ongoing conversations. I mean, I couldn't text these people that I met way back when you, you, you know, I and mean, you can write them a letter. It would take, you know, four or five days for them to get it. <laughs> you know, then you'd have to wait another four or five, six days for them to write it back. You know I mean? It was crazy. So yeah, but today I, everything is instantaneous. And I think that's what, what, what affects our kids is that the world for them is instant. So they don't understand uh, yeah. uh, grinding for something. They don't understand defeat. Think about you know babies. I, I know I know um, you know your your grandbaby. She has a, a tablet. You know if she's playing a game on a tablet and it's not going her way, she can hit the reset button and start all over again. Yes. You know if we play Monopoly, you got to sit there for three hours and get your ass kicked until the game is finally over. <laughs> you know. Well, definitely it shapes them because uh, in in a sports relation uh, related term to my damn ben simmons but the the, the way i relate to well here's the thing and the guy said it on, on one of the sports shows i'm listening to and i think he's he's younger than me but i'm not sure how much younger but he had a great point he's saying this generation these generation of athletes especially this crop maybe i'm not sure if lebron makes this crop i'm not, I'm not sure where the, the the line starts but say lebron but this crop of the guys and they're all used to athletes or or workers used to oh, if I don't like it, no big deal, I'll go to the next job. That's how they treat things versus if you know, you and I, you work at a job, things aren't going great, you kinda of sometimes stick it out, you know, I'm gonna hang out a little bit longer, maybe you know, maybe gonna change somebody's mind. They didn't grow up that way. They grew up with a microwave. So you want it, you want it now. You don't wanna wait for the oven to warm up. They want it now, they want to switch now. <laughs> right. So they're used to so when Ben Simmons says I don't want to play anymore, even though he's got his money, and instead of just saying you know just figure it out, you work out with the coach. You know I know Doc says some things and and Joe says some says some things. Once they turn that switch off, they're used to, used to job hump. It's no big deal for them to have by the time they're thirty, seven eight jobs in the same field, which right. to you and I seem insane. Because if you saw that on a resume, like wait, you worked at a company for what, six months, and then another one for, for two years, like your, your employer or your your hire would go. Basically, what's wrong with you? But they look at it as what's wrong with you that you stayed someplace for that long that you <laughs> didn't dig too crazy. It seems insane. Yeah. Yep. 
No, that's good. It's a good point. I mean, you know, the idea of a microwave versus a TV dinner. Remember the TV dinners? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took that to wait for like, yeah, minutes, like, yeah, like minutes, 45, 45 minutes, 45 minutes to get it. And, 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 and always had the ice in the middle. Cold. Yeah, we're frozen part in the middle. Exactly. Exactly. You know, shit, man. So that's what I'm saying. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't believe in the grind. They, you know, and you know, my son is notorious for like, you know what. I don't like the way you talk. I'm out and and get another job and just leave. They they don't, you know, they don't, they're not going for what we went for. And maybe that's good because I think that that's trickling up to the employers because the employers are saying, well, wait a second, man, in order to recruit these people, this workforce, we're going to have to change our game a little bit, you know, and, and, and make it more enticing for them. Because now, you know, especially after this pandemic, I know they're having a hard time getting people to go back. People are saying, "Nah, I can't, I can't, I can't roll with that no more. I can't, I can't be sitting there, you know, flipping these burgers, you know, for for eight hours, and you don't want to give me no holiday time. You don't want to give me no, you know, day paid sick days. <laughs> you don't want to pay me a living wage. You don't want to give me fifteen dollars an hour. Nah, I'm not doing it. Find somebody else to do it, right. and they and, can't find nobody else to do it. And that's true. You know, also you see they don't take things from the customers like. You know, they used to do back in the day. You <laughs> yeah, could, right. You would say, you put your hands on them. These kids today, they, they're not accepting that. They tell you right there, I don't give a fuck about this job. I'm going to beat your ass. And, you know, it's not like it used to be. Everything is different in their world. And, and, way- and well, 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 see, it's easy to take that position where your son, my daughter, Mark's sons, they can all go back to our houses and live in their <laughs> little goddamn room. There you Let's go. put that asses out let's see if they they little decisions don't change a little bit you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. yo dad i don't like the way he talked to me today oh yeah man mommy can you warm that chicken up for us see that's why we couldn't do that because we had responsibilities i wanted to say what these kids are saying but <laughs> my city what they rent i had to give people their money so i could say but our kids, my daughter right now, come in. She don't know nothing about circling the block, moving the car from side to side. She put her to the driveway. She goes in the refrigerator. There's a mill there. There's cable. There's heat, not water. She don't know about the struggle. However, my kids are a little different because I've been real clear. She has. She told this to me. True story, man, about three weeks ago. All her friends, you know, they're not working because they didn't like their job. And I let her go on. I said, well, you, you things ain't going well. No, because I don't like the way. I said, okay, well, I don't know how you're going to pay your car note if you decide that you don't want to do this. I don't know how you're going to pay your car note. However, if you do get the, you know, the feeling that you need to, to, to just stop doing what you're doing, leave those keys on my nightstand so I can take those plates to DMV the next day. Okay, we're going to be real clear with what's not going to happen. That's the reason why my child works to pay her car note and her insurance. That is it. There is no other motivation right now because <laughs> of the, the, they want the instant gratification. She wants to be rich, but she doesn't want to put the work in. That's reality for those kids, man. That's, that's, that's true, Derek. But like, as I said, I mean, it, it, it's a function of, again, think about it. Think about this. Think about it in these terms. When we were all young. If we needed to know something or if we had to, to do some research, we would drag our asses to the library. And then you would go see the librarian. And then she would point at the Dewey Decimal card system. 
that I still to this day cannot figure out. <laughs> and I would try to go and find whatever the name of the books were. And then then once I found the name of the book, I have to go to these the stacks and find the books that I was looking for. I'd have to drag all them bad boys home. And then I have to flip through page after page after page to find the piece of information that I needed from them books. Our kids can access any idea, any concept, any piece of information on the planet in 30 seconds, however long it takes them to type and however fast their internet connection is within 30 seconds, they will know the answer to damn near anything they want to know. Yeah. Well, you said so 30 I, seconds. I'm sorry. That, that 30 seconds is mainly because they got to finish their tweet before they go on. and do them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If they just typed in the first thing by learning something, they can get it quicker. But you know, I got to finish response to this person's text and this, this, Yeah. then I'll get around to do my, research or looking after that problem that you asked me about so our kids know yeah. nothing about encyclopedias they know nothing about that nope nope and that's when we when we did that's when we did our reports and we thought we were doing something we went and got the encyclopedia not the dictionary i'm gonna get the encyclopedia impress the teacher on this one here our kids know nothing about it it's incredible oh they spoil ne- never seen one never held one could not tell you where to find one <laughs> but 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 they can tell you anything you want to know technologically. If you ask, you know, I mean, I, I was talking to my niece, she's 11, and, you know, I ask questions about, you know, technology. She can recite it, tell me how to do it, tell me what's going on, break it all down. They are different. They are different animals than we are. And I'm not sure if it's good or if it's bad. They're certainly, certainly much more sensitive. Um, oh they're sensitive gosh. because. Yes, they are. Yeah, but they've seen, but see, but you know what though, Mark? They've seen the world in a different way than you've seen it. Think about this, I, you know, and I, I've, I've, I've had this conversation. Um, we did our best to, you know, protect our kids from the horrors of the world, right? We got them out of, we got them out of, out of neighborhoods that were were dicey, and we put them in in, in situations that that where they were comfortable. Um, and secure, and we did our best to keep them out of out of harm's way. We we informed them from the time they were little, you know what an appropriate touch is, what a you know what what's what's good, what's not what's not good. If anything happens, you let me know, and don't go down here, and don't go over there, and watch out for this. And we made sure we we try, we gave them every bit of information we could to protect them, and they were so protected that they felt secure enough to go online to find the dangers of the world. And what they discovered is that the world is a horrible place. Uh, my son told me about, you know, when he was little, when he got his, his, his phone and he and his friends, you know, I mean, I remember me and my friends, when we were little, you know, if you found somebody's Playboy magazine, you're like, wow, I'm doing something here. Mm-hmm. But these kids have seen actual snuff films uploaded on the dark web. They've seen, uh, not Playboy, but they've seen actual porn by the time they're in middle school. So their exposure to the darkness of the world happened really, really early with no context. So that's why their sensitivity, their anxiety, their depression is off the charts. Okay. <laughs> it's true. That, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, no, what he said is is a hundred percent true. 
I wasn't going to that level of, of you know, I was saying uh, <laughs> sensitive. I was going more to along the lines of just being soft. The I've said it before. Wait. The yes, the the participation trophy. The everybody gets a ring. Everybody gets to play. Um, you you have a school play and you don't get the lead, so f- that's okay. You'll be uh, a, a such and such. You just don't get to sit there and watch. You don't you don't get relegated to the stage where you got to do something. This constant blow in the smoke drives me up a wall. I mean, some people have got to pick up trash. Some people got to run a company. Everybody can't be great all the time. And these kids, I guess, edged on by their parents, which is weird because their parents are our generation, and we and our generation didn't grow up this way. They raise a generation of. Of yeah, wimps. Bonk, say it. Pussies? Is, is that the that, word you're looking for? That's, yes, that's a generation of that. Yes, they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, I, I, I will share a true story with you. Um, I think it was in the month of June 2021. Uh, my child, who was 26, complained to her mama that, that I'm not compassionate toward her. So <laughs> I said... I said, you know, well, well, what do you mean? You know, oh, because... Uh, now remember, this is what this is what I'm told. Oh, because she messed up her car. Remember, she messed up her car, and I told her if you're gonna use my car, you go to work and you bring my car back here by 8 p.m. I'm not showing compassion. So my argument was, so I'm gonna let her mess up two cars. I mean, I mean, how how does how does this work here? And when you continue to coddle. And, and and give them hot milk and rub their bellies and everything is going. No, everything ain't going to be all right. You got to work hard and you got to do better. So it it's obvious, you know, I'm the mean, ugly ogre. In don't, my don't feel bad there. No, I'm not here to blow smoke. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm your true serum. I'm here to tell you what I think exactly. is right. This is reality. And, and, sometimes, and sometimes, yeah, you will get pats, but not where, nowhere near what their friends get pat on. We This is a if you don't want, if you don't want an answer, don't ask us because you will mm-hmm. get like, and that's how it's like, supposed damn. to be. That's me. Right. I'm the same way. You sure you want to go daughter, down this road? <laughs> right. Because she continually <laughs> asked me. She said, "Can I drive your truck?" And I tell her no. She asked me the next day. The next day, I said, "You know what I like about you? You persistent. But I'm more <laughs> persistent than you are because no means no. It ain't going to change. Simple as that. You know." And you got a lot of kids with parents, as Dirk said, <laughs> that they try to flip it, make you feel bad when you know you're right. This is thing. This is the way we we grew up. You know, our parents didn't just give us stuff. You had to earn everything. Exactly. And you know. that is where I, you know, I continue to push with my child. And you know, certain things she don't even bring to me. She just know. Like I give her a look. Like really, you 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 you, you talking to me about this? You you see me watching the game? Come on, go on with that. Go on, you know, call your mother on the phone. Maybe she'll do it for you. I'm just not going to do it. You gotta start to to pave your own way. And we as parents, we gotta tell these kids when they wrong. That's wrong. You can't do that. That's not right. And if we don't do it. These kids will be in their bedrooms and our houses forever. I, I'm trying to get mine out. I don't know about y'all. Mine got to go. <laughs> she cramping the darn style up in here, man. She got to go. No, I That's mean, just, again, yeah, it, it's, it's, it is a, it is a, uh, you know, it, it's, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. And, you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't. On You know, there are people um, who believe that, you know, you give, 
your kids everything that they need to survive, everything they need for success. And you 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 continually give them that parachute until the point where they're ready to to step out on their own. Um and typically, you know, black parents are a little harder. We tend to be like, nah, man, just you know, you know, you got the clock is ticking. <laughs> you know, as you say, you know, clock is ticking, you know, I'm putting a you know for rent sign on your room up in two weeks. So uh, you need to start finding, you know, finding another place to live. I'm, you know, we're we're kind of, we've made them a little soft, but, but again, I think that, that we've made them soft because we're, we're trying to give them the tools they need to be ready when they go out, they don't come back. But the kids come back now, even though some, some have been given this too, but the way life is and, and lack of jobs that pay sufficient for them to be on their own. You remember when we grew up t- to rent an apartment was really like cheap for us. For these kids, they asking like two grand and right. they're not even bringing that home. So they're right. struggling just to, just to pay the rent. And then they figure, you know what? I might as well just stay at get home. a roommate. Right? Yeah, they should, but they ain't, they ain't get a move. Right? Then, they, then they have problems when the roommate leaves. Then they still come back. Get another room. You know, it's true. I mean, yeah, it's it's true. I mean, the the, the idea that you could um, work a job and 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 be able to, you know, if you had, if you were working any kind of reasonable job, you should be able to find a reasonable apartment and you know uh, make a car payment or two if if you know if uh, you know uh, you had the right situation. But these kids really right now. That's not like to, to Keith's point. It's really not an option. Yeah, and roommate. Yeah, you can, you're right, Mark. You can certainly get a roommate, um, but that wasn't a choice that you had to make. I mean, when you when you moved out, when you were down in school and you were working, you didn't have to have a roommate if you didn't want one. No, I had a roommate. You had, I mean, yeah, initially when you when when you first got down there, but I mean, but after you got out of school and you were starting to work on your own, you didn't necessarily have a roommate. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, you know, your 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 wife, but that that's not that's not like <laughs> yeah, but well, but I'm not saying, like but that was still like I, I couldn't, yeah, but I'm saying that was I wasn't like I knew I could afford it on my own. It had to be a double income, and you opted to shack prom- up. You opted to shack up. Yeah, it, like some some of these kids think, well, I want a place on my own. Well, you can't afford a place on your own, or better yet, you you perhaps can afford a place on your own, but not the place that you want or think you should have. Maybe right. you have to go. That's, well, that's, get, that's, 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 that's the point. Yeah, yeah maybe exactly. instead of getting a one bedroom, maybe you get a studio, and you know, yeah. and maybe you don't have a, a queen bed or a full. Maybe maybe you got to rock a single. Maybe you have to build up. To, I mean, I was laughing when I was in the college. I think it was my junior year. Yeah, probably my junior year. We had uh, we had rented a place, and we <laughs> we bought our furniture, quote unquote, from uh, IKEA. But it looked like outdoor furniture. But it was good enough for us. It was someplace. So the choice was I either sit on the floor, or I sit on this wired, yes, you may remember this this white wired uh, <laughs> sofa chairs, the wicker chairs. Yeah. And it was, you know, maybe it was about, I mean, at the time I was young, so it was no big deal, but it's what, maybe two feet off the ground, but it was better than sitting on the floor. And and that's, you know, that's how it was. I mean, we, my, my roommate and I, we chipped in, we bought this little, uh, Dinette table was two chairs. So he had a chair, I had a chair, and we had a table. Sit down. That was just sort of how. And, and the funny thing, when I moved out on my own, own, I bought this furniture. I went to this place. I don't know where it was, but it was somewhere uh, in Maryland. And it was this blue furniture. Now I never bought furniture for my life, so it looked nice. 
But when you sit on it, every spring in the world was hitting you in the back. It was so bad. I had to put a comforter on my front, on my sofa so I could sit on my sofa. But I had some place to sit. And it was, and I, got, I got three pieces for 300 bucks. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's really, I mean, like, you know, that's that's the sign of the times. I mean, we, we were certainly like young men. And, I mean, most young men back in our, that are of our age, of our vintage, I mean, if you drove by a construction site, you damn near oh. was able to furnish your apartment because yeah. you got them cinder blocks and some two by fours. <laughs> that was bookshelves. If you got the cable spool, that was a table. That was a coffee table. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, yeah, I mean, you was, you was good money. Um, and and really, your bed your bed might be just uh, uh, a bunch of two by fours sitting on on some cinder blocks and a and a mattress and on a mattress. top of that. Yeah, I didn't get a headboard till I got married. I didn't know what a headboard was. Like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you put your headboard. You put your you put your bed in the corner. That's your headboard. Oh yep, the wall. Yep. Well, I mean, as I said, it's it's the world is changing. We're 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 alive to witness it, um, and uh, we hope you keep witnessing it with us uh, if you have not subscribed to power to the people um you know i don't know how many different ways to say this i don't even i don't even want to i don't even want to yell at you anymore i'm just saying you know you missing out you missing out we here every week but you're missing out so make sure you subscribe to power to the people now you're saying where can i get power to the people everywhere you can get power to the people anywhere you get your podcast anywhere you listen to a podcast you can get power to the people. Uh, you can get us uh, on on Apple, on iTunes. You can get us on Amazon. You can get us on Pandora. Ask Alexa to play power to the people. Alexa will pull it right up. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, feel free. You can go to Facebook and find power to the people on Facebook. Uh, you can listen to the latest episode right there. There's an action button. You can go to Twitter and find us at Powell to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Powell to the Peeps on Twitter. You can find us all on Instagram, Comic Tony Powell here, uh, Big Fella 55, uh, D- Derek Powell 330. Zero. And that's what I said, 330. You were slow. You you want you you really want to make this make this an issue? That was that was right there. Three, three, <laughs> and Mark Powell, what's the numbers, Mark? Seven three seven two. Seven three seven two. So you can find us there. In any event, we will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.